Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Welcome into this week's edition of Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow from Tax Doctor Inc., Des Moines Professional Alternative. We hope everybody's doing well out there. And uh, thank you for your time on the podcast. This week, five questions, uh, a retirement preparedness quiz we've got for you. So five questions we've got we want you to kind of answer, play along with us here, and see how you're doing on this. Maybe even give yourself a grade, if you will. But first, let's say hey to Tony. What's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm fantastic. Getting near uh, Thanksgiving and uh, the holidays right around the corner here. So Yeah, that's my favorite holiday. How about you? Yeah, I like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, it's just a fun time. It's kind of the calm before the storm for from tax season for us and very relaxing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, uh, hopefully, and, and also very bloating. But <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. But that's good. That's all right. So uh, let's have some fun with this this week, Tony. And I've got this questionnaire, if you will, this uh, quiz. So I'll go through, I'll ask the, the questions. You give us some things to think about. And just kind of let me know what you see uh, in your many years of doing this, where people might fall. We kind of give out a grade, if you will. Uh, and just kind of talk in general about, uh, you know, just how people are prepared for these major points of retirement when they first come in and see you. Okay. Okay. All right. So number one, do you know how much you have? Seems like a pretty simple question. So if you're listening to us, you ask yourself, do you actually know how much money you have or what you have set for retirement? A lot of people I would imagine can't accurately answer that. They can't. And so for everybody following along or listening here, I would ask you to just write down your own answers and see how you do, like like Mark is talking about. Right. I gave this quiz, and, and I ask a lot of these questions when we talk to clients, but I just gave this quiz the other day to my brother, who is just turned 50. Okay. And so I'll, I'll give you some of his answers and then you know explain. So sure. and I would say to answer this one, you, to get this one right, you'd have to know within, um, I'd say, five, maybe $10,000 of what you have. So I asked my brother, and he was uh, – probably $25,000 off, which he's in the ballpark. But the problem that most people that I see have with this question is, one, they don't pay attention to how much they have. And two, it's generally spread out over amongst all, it's all over the place. There's old 401ks, there's IRAs, they might have some money in the bank, Mm -hmm. they might have some old mutual funds, and they're not on, and that's not all bad, by itself, but they, they're not tracking it in, in some financial software. They don't keep track of their statements. They get them, and, and some people don't even open them. They throw them away. And so they kind of lose track over time, you know, and at tax time, you know, we'll ask them that. And they have absolutely no idea how much they have, which you've got to have an idea of that because that, that's the starting point. And uh, so if you can't answer that one correctly, it's not hard to fix. You know, just, just start saving the stuff that comes to you in the mail and start making a list. And then, you know, before long, you'll, you'll have a pretty good idea of how much you have. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when you talk about this, people, it's so spread out or they just give you the, well, this is what I have in checking. This is what I have in savings. Right. Right. That's it. Yeah. And so you technically do have a bit more than that, at least hopefully anyway. Uh, All right. And then that leads to the second question. And so do you know how much you spend? And again, I think most people are going to be incorrect in this one. I would say if you were giving out a letter grade, I'd say most people probably are average on this, probably fall into the C category. Yeah, C or D, I'd say. Oh, even D, okay. 
I, I would say D on, on, on a lot of our tax clients because they really don't know how much they spend. All they can tell me is that, well, I don't overdraw my checking account, so I must be okay. Well, that's, that's true, but you, know, you really should have an idea of, of what you spend. Of course, the accountant is coming out at me now, you know, and I always <laughs> preach, you, know, you, should, you should be using some sort of you know, tracking software, whether it's Mint, whether it's Quicken, something like that, because it's, it's pretty easy now. And it will really give you some insights as to how much you're spending every month and on what, you know, if you categorize it right. And then you can kind of get an idea of, of, you know, here's how much I'm taking in and here's how much I'm spending. Because problem is, is most of us, you know, adjust our lifestyle to the amount we're taking in. So, you know, their answer to that is, well, I'm not overdrawing my bank account. Well, that's, that's good, but you're not supposed to either. And right you're basically spending every penny you have and you really don't even know where it's going. And, and my thing to most clients is I'd like you to know where it's going so that if you want to do that, at least it's a conscious decision on your part to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to spend my money on this because it's my money. And, uh, but I don't think it's as easy to track if you're a not balancing your bank statement every month and tracking your expenditures. But my, my brother actually tracks his expenditures. I got him on Quicken about 10 years ago. Uh-huh. He does a pretty good job. He knows what he spends. He knows what it's on. Okay. And he, he's, I, I give him probably a B here. Oh, okay. All right. All right. And so for folks, you know, a lot of us fall into that C category or maybe even that D category. And I'd probably, maybe I'd probably put myself in that one as well, because we tend to think about, you know, the reoccurring monthly bills, like the utilities, the mortgage, the car payment, but you'd be surprised if you really start tracking the little things and how it can get away from you. So another good question to get yourself set for when it comes to retirement preparedness. And that's our conversation this week on the podcast. Now this one, uh, this next one, number three here, Tony, I'm going to go out on a wild limb and say that most people are probably a D or an F. <laughs> I think you'd be right there. I'd be right there with you. On this next yeah. one. And that's, do you F. know how much risk you actually have? Uh, yeah. I imagine most of us just don't until we talk to someone like yourself. They, they really don't. And they, they really don't even pay attention to it. And of course, with all of these, it, it's important, as we said in the beginning, to make sure that you can answer these and gauge your preparedness for retirement. But with risk, they, they don't, some of them it, it don't even know how to gauge it and don't even know what's involved. But generally, what, what they'll tell me is, because most people's savings or retirement savings is wrapped up in you know, 401ks or IRAs, and they'll just tell me, well, I just picked some mutual funds and uh, you right. know, they've been doing good lately, you yeah, know, yeah. or sometimes they've been doing bad lately. But or that yeah, general they, they, modifier of, well, no, I'm my risk. I, I'm I'm moderate, you know, or yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, well, okay, but what does that actually mean? You know, how much uh, are you yeah. exposed to? Yeah, and and a lot of times, the, the, you're right. The, when I ask them that, if they say, well, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty aggressive, and then I start asking them some detailed questions about, you know, how would you feel if you had ten thousand dollars? Just some pointed investment questions, and you woke up one day and it was only worth seven, and they go crazy. Oh, I can't do that. You know, that's you know, and. Say, so, well, you just told me you were aggressive, but, and so you're kind of contradicting. And when you go take them through some questions, sometimes you find out, well, you're telling me one thing, but you would, in real life, you put some numbers to it, you might be something totally different. Mm-hmm. And uh, you should have your portfolio designed the way, you know, that your, your risk appetite really is not, you know, just guessing. 
No, I mean that's a great point because a lot of times we we just well, a we just don't know, and that's one of the reasons why you'd want to sit down and work with an advisor and work with a financial professional like Tony, so that you can find out exactly what you are exposed to, so that you are in a comfortable place. Because if if you're finding yourself always watching these things, the ins and outs of the market, and so on and so forth, well, that's probably a good indicator. Either a you're glutton for punishment, or or b right. uh, you just don't really know, and so therefore you're kind of keeping a close eye on it versus finding out and understanding a little bit better, uh, you know, your overall situation. And that leads right into number four, same thing. It's probably a D or an F for most of us as well. And it's, do we know what we're paying in fees? And often we ask that question, Tony, and we get, well, yeah, I'm paying my advisor 1%. And that's where they think it stops. That's where they think it stops. And, or they're, they down in probably the F category, they, you know, it's, they have no idea on, on any of it, but it's important to know how much you're paying in fees because, you know, just like everything else, nothing is totally free. Some people will say things like, well, I don't pay any fees. You know, I have no load mutual funds. And I pull up the prospectus even, you know, I'll say, well, let's see how much the fund is charging you. And they're not, they're not, I mean, they're disclosing it, but they're not coming right out and saying, well, here's how much, you know, our transaction fees are, our management fees. It's disclosed all and all that stuff you get that looks like a lot of legal mumbo jumbo and you get it and you toss it, but it does affect your returns. But because those those companies are out, you know, they have to make money as well on top of your advisor, if you have an advisor. So you just really want to know what you're paying in fees with the goal of not being able to say, I never pay any fees because that's next to impossible. But to at least know that, you know, you're not paying too much or, you know, exorbitant fees and, you know, things that you weren't even aware of. Most advisors now are doing a fee only which is, is what I prefer as well. I like, to, I like to tell people, here's what you're paying me, just like you pay me to do your tax return. And they're, they're good with that. But I also like, to, if, if we're going to do funds or things like that, or, or maybe in cases where maybe it's an insurance product, maybe it's an annuity, you know, there are commissions on those things that we like to disclose right up front. I like to be totally transparent and make sure they understand that, even though they may not see it. I want them to know how I'm paid. But right. Yeah. I think I think it's something that people need to ask themselves. Yes. And their advisors. OK. So how are you doing, folks out there? Are you playing along with us? Are you grading yourself? Do you know how much you have? Uh, I would say I put myself in that C, maybe C plus category there. How about you? Uh, do you know how much you spend? I, again, I'd probably say I'm in that C, C plus category. Um, how much risk? Definitely a D or a D minus for me. Uh, paying in fees, probably I'm probably a little bit better here just because I, I you know, the different things that I have a conversation around. But I would say I'm still probably at least a C. But most of us are probably Ds and Fs in this category. Uh, and that's you know one of the things you you don't have to know the nuts and bolts and the ins and outs, but you should have a good understanding of how your plan works and what it's costing you and what it's doing for you uh, and things of that nature. And of course. All of that is one of the things, one of the reasons why we do the podcast is to shine some light on that and to let you know that if you need some help, you know, talk with someone like Tony, uh, who's been doing this for 23 plus years. He's a certified financial planner and an EA. Uh, so that is a great resource for you to tap into here in the central Iowa area. And then the final bit of this quiz, if you're playing along with us, uh, is do you know what your retirement income streams will look like? And I think, Tony, for this one, we we kind of maybe going to be in the middle again, uh, maybe yeah. that C average, because I think most of us say, well, yeah, I've got, I got my target date fund, which I'll be taking care of when I get to retirement, and I've got Social Security, and I've got X number of dollars in savings. And I think they, they, that's kind of what they think is the retirement's, uh, their, their income streams. 
Exactly. Yeah. And, and I would agree with the, the grade there, probably about a C. I think most people have that, that general knowledge of, you know, my social security benefits going to be X, like you were talking about. I think what a lot of them, reason I wouldn't give most of them a B or an A is because that it kind of ends there and they don't understand, well, I've got this 401k over there. It's got, I uh, use an example, I don't know, $500,000 in it. They don't understand how they're going to take that income stream or even if you know they're going to pull it all. A lot of them think, well, I'll just pull that all out and say, well, okay, you can, but then you just pay a lot of taxes and it's, you know, you still got to figure out how to spend it. Right. And they, they don't take their life expectancy into account and some some other things, estate planning and some things like that. So I think that a lot of them fall short in this area and we work real hard based on, you know, the answer uh, to the question number two back there is how much you spend mm-hmm. and how much you right. think you're going to spend in retirement and kind of work backwards and say, okay, told us this is how much you have. This is how much you want to spend in retirement. And then now here's your income streams. And then if right. there's gaps there, then we got to figure out how to fill them, whether it's, you know, your, your 401k savings, maybe you need to supplement it with some part-time income uh, or wages, you know, actually work a little bit. Uh, but I think that's the most important piece. And if you were to boil this, these little five questions down, this is kind of retirement planning in its most basic form. Very I mean, true. You know, if, if, if you can answer these five questions and get some ideas here, you've got answers to uh, your retirement puzzle for sure. And obviously there's more detail than this, but income streams, I always like to start with clients and say, all right, how much are you spending now? What do you want to spend in retirement? How much mm. you have? And really third on my list is what's your income stream is going to look like? And do we have gaps? And obviously the goal for retirement is you're obviously have more income streams than you've got money you know, that you're spending. Yeah. Well, that's a great point. I like the term you've got gaps because a lot of us, that is the confusion is how to turn um, what we've built up before we hit retirement into income in retirement since we no longer get a paycheck. And sometimes yes. there is a gap when you do them when you run the numbers, and it's how we use those. It's how we take those investments and fill those gaps that kind of makes our retirement. Exactly, you know. And and when you start putting the pencil to it and showing clients numbers, there's generally more gaps that, than they realized. You know, especially if they don't have a large nest egg. Not that people can't make it work, but you got to adjust some things. And yeah. I think what people think is, well, I've got a couple hundred thousand in my retirement account that'll last me the rest of my life. And I, and I sit there and look at them and they're 60, 65 and say, well, you know, you're in pretty good health. You've had longevity in your family. Right. What if you live 20 years? You know, yeah. that, that that's only $10,000 a year if you're going to divide it out, you know, right. evenly. And then what if you outlive it? Now you don't, don't now you're down to social security only. And, and, and that 10,000 might be enough to fill that gap depending on maybe. what your social security, or maybe you have a pension or something else, but yeah, exactly. You, that's why you got to find out to see, uh, and you got to do those projections because you might say, okay, well, you know, three hundred and fifty grand is going to do it for me uh, if I live to seventy-five, and that's all that the people in my family live to. Well, that's you know, we've talked about that before. That's kind of silly. Yeah, you yeah. Know. it's a risk. Plan you know, to ninety-five in case you're yeah, wrong. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you know. And now, if you've been lucky enough and, and uh, disciplined enough to save, and you've got a large nest egg, you know, a couple million dollars or, or more, right? You know, you certainly can. Uh, live off the income only on that thing. You know, it, it depend, again, depending on what your other income streams are, 
you're going to have a nice lifestyle. Well, but, your cost of living may be higher because you might live a little a uh, little higher on the hog, so to speak, right? Could so be. That's, yeah, could that be. Lifestyle plays a huge factor in how those income streams are going to, those gaps have to be filled and what do you need to, uh, you know, transition. Some people, you know, just want to don't don't want to don't want a lot of fancy stuff, or they don't mm-hmm. have a lot of bills in retirement, or a lot of outgoing, and, and may have a, a smaller nest egg, and that may totally be just fine for them. You know? Exactly, which goes back to that number two question: you, know, you <laughs> exactly. have to figure out how much you think you want to spend, because that's that's where it all starts. Yep. Very much so. And of course, how much debt you have left going into it. And again, this is a nice place to start. This five-question retirement uh, quiz for preparedness is a good place to start. But really, having a full in-depth conversation and a complete review of your situation to go through all the little ins and outs and nuts and bolts uh, is so crucial whenever we're starting to think about retirement. And a lot of times it's after 50, right? We get over the age of 50 and we start to think about it a bit more. Uh, We definitely ramp it up at 55. So do yourself a favor if you haven't had those conversations and you are checking out our podcast, reach out to Tony and give him a call and come in for a consultation and a conversation at 844-707-7381 and just have that chat with him. 844-707-7381. See how you're standing for uh, your retirement to get to it as well as through it. And of course, if you are uh, already working with Tony, that's fantastic. If you've subscribed to the podcast, we appreciate your time as always. If you haven't subscribed to it, make sure you do so and share the message with others who you think might benefit. Just send them to your planning pros Dot com. That is yourplanningpros.com or tell them to type in plan with the tax man on whatever app they like to use for their podcasting services and hit that heart button or whatever the app uses to uh, follow or uh, you know get notifications on different podcasts that you might enjoy. Again, plan with the tax man on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, and many other streaming services. And with that, my friend, I think we're going to do, uh, we're going to wrap it up this week. How did you do on the quiz? I'm sure you are, you aced it. <laughs> well, I've been doing it a long time, so it's not a fair comparison. Very but true. Yeah, I, I know the answers to all of those, you know, pretty much down, you know, to a couple thousand, gotcha. you know, as, as far as that goes. The only one for me really on a personal level is number two, how much do I want to spend? You know, I, obviously I could base that and I base that off of what my wife and I spend now. Right. But yeah. we, we really want to do some in our younger retirement, do some traveling, you know, before we get too far along or right. our health starts failing. And so kind of putting that a budget to that is, is a challenge for me. Okay. You know, is, is you know, how, how much of my budget do I want to spend yeah. slash blow on travel every year. And so that's a, a point of argument in our households. So. Gotcha. Well, that's, I appreciate you sharing that because that's a great point. Uh, sometimes, you know, as you start to figure these things out, then you can start to dial in uh, some of those parameters and have mm-hmm. those discussions between, you know, amongst yourself and your spouse about what you want to accomplish and how you're going to spend it and so on and so forth. And how'd your brother do? He do all right overall? My, my brother ranks at about a C. Okay. And so he, like he's, a lot he, of us, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not bad. You know, he's got some work to do, but he is, as he turned 50, like you mentioned, uh, he's all of a sudden curious, you know, and wanting to to, wanting to talk about some things a little more before that he could care less. I think that's how most of us fall. We start to think about, well, I'm starting to hurt and going to work every day is starting to be a bit more problematic and the old bones and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, There you go. So how did you do, folks? If you have some questions, reach out to Tony, as I mentioned before. Uh, Thanks for playing along with us and tuning into the podcast. We'll let you go this week, but stay safe and sane. And we'll talk to you next time here on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow of Tax Doctor, Inc., serving you here in the central Iowa area. Tony, take care, my friend. I will talk to you soon. All right, you do the same. Take care. We'll see you next time right here on the podcast, folks. 
Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through Avantax Insurance Agency.